Welcome to Tunnel Talk, No Facts, All Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm in. And I'm Leah. And we have a special little Thanksgiving treat uh, <laughs> treat bit that we'll be doing today. So, Leah, why don't you why don't you give us some backstory on this? So, like when Roads to the Top was first premiering, Sarah, who is an AEW Heels member, got an email that was like, "Do you want to?" Oh, Sarah's watch- a okay this is what i i was wondering how you ended up on the email in the email so continue yes it through sarah who who just just signs up for things um so she should be taking us to aw heels events sarah yeah she asked me she was like do you want to go to this she was like do you want to go to the leva bates meetup and i was like no (laughs) (laughs) we could have gone for all out and i was like no thank you no. Wow. Okay. So you kind of didn't run that past any of us. No, I did not. I, mean, I, guess I, I don't not. know how many guests she gets for her AEW heels I wonder. <laughs> okay. So uh, she's a she's a heels member. Yeah. So she got an email that was like, "Do you want early access to the premiere?" And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to watch the premiere with you guys because I leave Sarah's house at ten when Rosa's Hub is airing. So I signed up using her link to get the premiere, which was fine and. So that was, that was like a long time ago. Right. And then like two weeks after that, I got an email that was like, do you want to try Brandy Rhodes's wine? And I was like, yes, that was probably of course the week that it, that, that episode aired. Yeah. The like Jade and red velvet air. Right. Yeah. So of course I signed up because free alcohol yeah. is free alcohol. Of course I, yeah. yes. <laughs> and that was a long time ago. And, uh, when was, was this Wednesday? It must've been Wednesday that the doorbell rings. It's like eight 30 in the morning. I was like, what the fuck? And I go out there and it's somebody hands me a box and makes me sign for it. And so I bring it inside and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like thinking like it's work giving me something. I don't like, I couldn't figure it out and I open it and I pull out this wine bottle. (laughs) It's called whoa baby, which is the name of Brandy's wine. And, uh, it's called a badass rosé. And mm. that's of, good because you need it to be badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sure do. Yeah. And Every it's got rose. the funniest it's got the funniest little paragraph on the back that says, This wine is for any and every badass. If you've birthed a child and endured forty <laughs> weeks of dryness, if you've just got that promotion oh, you've been dreaming oh dreaming of, <laughs> if you just bought dryness? a house or a dog, or if it's your twenty first dr- birthday from Whoa baby. Whoa baby, <laughs> oh, sure, this one's sure. from you. Thank you for clarifying that. I was like, What I, is dry I in childbirth? Immediately was like dryness. <laughs> I was like, I feel like it's a very wet process, actually. But <laughs> okay. Dryness from alcohol. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. I missed the last silly. sentence. Yeah, so that, did I. I was involved. We were in really the... preoccupied with, <laughs> with what we thought we heard or didn't hear. Uh Leah, are you gonna crack this this bad boy open and, sure and am. do a little I desperately yeah. need to know how this rosé is. I'm interested. Uh, I'm watching Leah on camera right now. I don't see a cup of any sort. So <laughs> a little concerned. She's got, okay, there it is. Nice. Like, There's a screw top. Swig this badass rosé right from the bottle. <laughs> no, of course not. I'm using my mom's fancy crystalware. Yeah. My, well, uh, that's my mom has a similar like. glass. I'm yeah. expecting this to be wine? terrible. Oh, it is a screw top. Nice. Uh, I'm expecting it to be terrible. I also want to clarify that it is, in fact, 2 p.m. So I. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to get wine drunk it's on the this day after pod. Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, I, I think it could be fine. Doesn't this seem like something where it's like there has to be a service where you can be like, I want my own wine. And then some wine guys just mix a wine for you. So like, it's not like she's 
you know, I think somebody the- else created the wine. Okay. So it could be okay. <laughs> so you don't think she was like Lucy, like in the bo- in the uh, container of grapes? Like- with her feet. No, <laughs> I, say, I think it's kind of, it could be in the cupcake realm and I don't really like cupcake, but I'm, I hope it's like Jack Donaghy's van- vanity wine. On oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donaghy Estates. It's How is it, Leah? It's not bad. You guys, okay, it's you, not bad. You have to psalm it. So you have to tell us the notes that you're that you're tasting <laughs> and smelling. It's better than cupcake. <laughs> Whoa, brandy. Yeah, it's it's, pretty good. it doesn't have any kind of rough aftertaste. I'm kind of into it. It's huh. good. Oh my god. What if this is your new Do favorite we all... wine <laughs> that you that you buy on purpose? <laughs> I wonder I mean, I wonder where they sell it. Like where would I even get more? Should I don't we make know, it clear that Brandy is not sponsoring this podcast and that we have not received monetary compensation for yeah. Leah's good review. However, <laughs> I think if she would I like think, us to, uh, we'd love get in to contact. be sponsored. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Brandy, reach and out. I think people should know; they should understand implicitly that it's not sponsored because Anne and I don't have. <laughs> That's <any> right. <laughs> Imagine wine, if we were sponsored so. by Brandy and she was like, "I'm going to pick my favorite." I'll give some to Leo. You, but. <laughs> Well, as the hot one of this podcast, I do. Okay, boo, <laughs> shut it down. Uh, I, you know, this did just make me realize that I, I don't, know, I don't know that I think we should give any money on purpose to this venture, but we could do a little podcast event where we all try a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> kind of shit. Well, now I want to buy Brandy's wine, so I might as well also buy Jericho's maybe, champagne. I guess maybe we do it for our Christmas pod. Ooh. Yeah. My favorite thing about a little bit of the bubbly is that it's like one of those like stores that's always having a going out of business sale where they're always <laughs> yeah. like, we're almost out of a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> It makes me think, so at my liquor store, there's always like a display for some Red Sox wine. It's like, because I live in Boston, so it's like Red Sox vanity wine, except on the label, it says, this is not for drinking. (laughs) What? Not for drinking? What's it for? just for displaying solvent okay well that's i think we need to to have a sit down with boston about that yeah that's unacceptable that's when it's boston selling alcohol that's not for drinking that's i know (laughs) not maybe it's like maybe it's like they know people are gonna drink it so it's like it's actually just a legal thing where they're like (laughs) it's not good enough to drink so we have to make it clear that you're not supposed to but yeah of course people will (laughs) you won't die (laughs) Which actually is, what if that should have been the 30 Rock plot? Is that because mm. they, they, they couldn't offload all that bad champagne. But if you just sold it as Labeled not for drinking. For drinking. <laughs> Damn it. That is, this is a 30 Rock plot, but in real life. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, Leah, you're going to, what note? Did you say what notes you tasted in it? No, I don't really know what you're supposed to say. Think, just think of some flavors. Come on, can, come on, make it up, sister. <laughs> this is where Leah's hatred of improv games is really letting us down, yeah. I think. <laughs> You've tasted things before. I'm, okay, but I'm not often yeah. asked to describe what I'm tasting. It tastes good. I don't know how to tell you. It tastes good. It tastes, it tastes like wine that doesn't hurt your mouth afterwards. <laughs> you have fruity or is it fruity or flowery you know what i mean is it does it have a floral scent or is it like a like rich winter fruits or like bright citruses <laughs> or uh, tropical even i don't know i'm trying i'm gonna get this out of her 
We won't you're move trying on so until hard. You're giving her a multiple choice question at this point. So. It Just tastes like me. wine, but good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Leah, this is you. I have to tell you, I know you're not going to like to hear it. You got, just got a failing grade on this assignment. <laughs> so you got an F. I and know. when when Ann and I get our hands on Brandy's mm. wine, you wait and see. I'll be I telling can't, you all sorts of listen, stuff. Listen, I cannot wait for you to taste it. it. Yeah, so you could tell me whether it tastes fruity. I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't taste fruty. It doesn't taste like anything. It's it made like of fruit. So usually that's a baseline. <laughs> <laughs> With wine, we often start there. <laughs> Is All right, this wine well, for let's... sale yet? Like, can we get it? Shop Celebrity Wines. It's uh, it's on the knock- Knocking Point Wine <laughs> website, and one of their options is Shop Celebrity Wines. So it is a service. Wow. Yeah, it's well, twenty four fifty a bottle. Twenty four fifty. Yep. Or you can that's for a one time purchase. I the hell? For one bottle. We really well, oh, oh, I could for subscribe. Fields, I guess you can subscribe. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, we'll look into that. I don't know how committed I am to this bit, but <laughs> what won't, what what money won't I spend on our own vanity project? You know, so <laughs> perhaps. Right. Uh, okay, Leah. Well, continue to sip that wine. Think on the flavors as we talk. Uh, and I think let's... I think my opinions are only going to get better as I keep sipping on this wine. Don't you? Feel? I do because I think you you could be doing really good improv by the end of that bottle. Um, by the, well, when I you get to the bottom of the bottle, that's when you get up to the top of the improv. <laughs> I'm not having wine right now. I'm having coffee. You can tell because my humor isn't good. (laughs) Drunk people are funnier. Let's start there. Okay. Let's talk about um, this week on Dynamite. CM Punk came out to fight. I just tried to call him QT Turnstall. Like QT (laughs) Turnstall. He came out to fight QT Marshall. He was wearing his thigh high and panties look, which I love. I think it's his and his uh, little hoodie. Best look. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a real yeah. pretty woman vibe. And uh, he got interrupted before the match started by MJF, who came out to do a little light banter, except it ended up being a approximately 30-minute, real psychological deep dive promo. It was intense. Yeah. What did you guys think? MJF gets in there, you know? He's, like, ready yeah. to, like, dive into people's sorest places and CM Punk stood there looking like his feelings were hurt and he was upset about it, which I loved. <laughs> it was a good, he did good face acting where it's like hurt, but angry. In, mm-hmm. It's like, not like a, not like a puppy dog hurt. Like right. Brian Danielson was looked, a more bewildered hurt. Like, why would you say something that mean to me? And CM Punk looked like I'm going to meet you after this and we're going to really have worse. <laughs> well, he really came back at MJF. Like it was. Yeah. CM Punk they, got a couple good hits ba- right back at him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, first, right off the bat, he, as we all remember, unfortunately, when during the pinnacle inner circle feud, Chris Jericho kept calling MJF my jerk off friend. And we were like, that's <laughs> crazy. I don't know what you think that means. CM Punk called him my jealous fan. I was like, mm. that's 10,000 times better. Of course, that's such a good little zinger. Yep. Um, especially because everybody after their first promo was circulating that picture of like little baby 12 year old MJF getting a picture with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. So they really dug into that kind of like, you're my, you were my idol and now you're my rival. You reject my hand in friendship. So I lash out at you. Like, you know, it's good. It's good stuff. 
it was really good and they it was really funny too like they kept saying things that were so delightful and then like when I was watching it I didn't know I, I mean I guess none of us knew that it was gonna go that long but it just like kept going and kept getting better too it was just like insane. it didn't feel like half an hour which no. is kind of shocking yeah. I could have watched it for the whole episode I think oh yeah, <laughs> like- oh, yeah. When uh, CM Punk called MJF a less famous Miz, I like actually was like, whoa, like out loud. <laughs> like there were some really good burns between the two of them. And did you even know what that fully means? Because I no, I did of course not. not. <laughs> I didn't. I know enough to understand yeah. that he should feel bad. Right. It's like, I kind of know who Miz is. Um, I think I didn't even understand that at all and actually haven't looked it up. But I agree that there were lots of lines in there where I'm like, I don't think I get the full context, but I get the vibe of what's going on. Yeah. And it's really brutal. And you guys are really like dissecting each other's psyches right now, which is all I ever want to see. It's my favorite thing to see. Yeah. Right. And from the audience reactions, you could really get it. Because he also referenced like Triple H. Because um, mm-hmm. I guess, well, CM Punk was saying the only way MJF would get to be big or whatever was if he, if Tony Khan had a daughter <laughs> and he married her someday. <laughs> which is very funny, even without like the Triple H context. <laughs> so, it, like, I do think like the, they worked even when you're ignorant like us. So, yeah. I, I agree. I, I, I almost was kind of like shocked about how well it all worked even though there were a lot of wwe references but it's like when you're setting up when you're using the references to accentuate broad strokes Mm -hmm, that like we kind of understand what they are it doesn't really matter if we get them it's what we're always saying where it's just like it works on two levels right easter eggs are totally fine i don't mind them pandering to the wwe people it's just that you can't rely (laughs) no you can't rely on them uh yeah exactly and, uh, oh, yeah, the other thing that was going on in the promo a lot was MJF was really, like, digging into this idea. So we talked last week. All our, our WWE-knowing fellow watchers taught some of us that uh, <laughs> CM Punk, like, teased a set of John Cena moves and then didn't do them during the – didn't finish the sequence during the pay-per-view. So MJF was digging more into the John Cena comparison and, like, basically being, like, you're a butthole liquor company man, (laughs) robot. Like, you just come out and do your robotic promos like you're told to and suck up to Tony Mm -hmm. Khan and suck up to the crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, But actually, you're not very good and you're struggling to beat people that, you know, you should be able to beat and maybe you, like, were never the best in the world, like that kind of thing. And this all is, like, I really like it. I'm really interested in it. And I think it's a really good angle to use on CM Punk to like bring, like they had to do the big push with him and make the big deal, but it feels like a really good way to kind of like put an edge on that and then like Mm -hmm. bring him back into play on a more normal level. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this whole like promo from both of them really worked because it was that thing of where, you like don't quite know like like a lot of it feels pretty true and you like know Mm -hmm. that it's like all vetted but you're like I feel like this also is kind of like that's a good burn on CM Punk because it's like kind of accurate and like you know it could be hurting his feelings just that like riding the line of like what's real Mm -hmm. and what's not real yeah Mm -hmm. and then I hadn't really thought about it and then I like saw various people on Twitter putting it this way and I was like oh that does make sense I'm just a fool and I didn't really want to watch QT Marshall wrestle because I kept saying during the promo I was like I can't believe QT Marshall is just going to come out and wrestle after this that's (laughs) 
fucking crazy. Like, I hope he yeah. gets squashed. But instead, it was like a not like a long match, but it was like a totally normal length, long, yeah. you know, whatever match. Yeah. Uh, where like QT got a bunch of really like big hits in on Punk, and Punk was really struggling. Anyway, and then some people were being like, "Yeah," and then that underlines the point. Like MJF is being mm. like, "It's hard for you to beat people that like the best in the world should be able to beat." And it's like, "Yeah, of course." You're like, "Oh, CM Punk, you can't beat QT, QT Marshall." Marshall. <laughs> I know he's out there like struggling against Will Hobbs and QT Marshall every week. It's just like, yeah, whew. I did think yeah. it was funny that QT didn't even get to do an entrance though. <laughs> it was like he just, they just no, they cut came back. back from commercial and they <laughs> yeah. were starting the match. Basically. I know all I all I could think because like in kayfabe, like MJF interrupted the entrances, right? So all I could think was QT Marshall poised on the other end of the tunnel, being <laughs> like, "Is it time? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Are they done? Am I, is it, am I supposed to go I, out now? What, like, do I, guys? do I just stand here? Sorry. It actually <laughs> is very funny to imagine QT Marshall like an like an upset customer at a store, being like, "Tony, that was my entrance. That was supposed to be my entrance. I'm supposed to be out there. They're still talking, Tony. They're still talking." And Tony's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually loving it. So I'll get you out there eventually, bud. I'll get you out there." Uh, yeah, I'm, I really am loving the whole thing. Um, everybody, please take a little cue. This is a, wow, a new little, um, class suck up or whatever. Oh, yeah. Take MDM a cue from class teacher's pet. Yeah. <laughs> the, I love, we can have our weekly teacher's pet award. Everyone take a little yeah, cue teachers, from teacher's pet of the week. We, that is an yeah. official award now. <laughs> Everyone's going to love to win that one. Uh, yeah. Take a cue. Really think about it. It's like, you have to know what the psychological investment is. You have to know mm-hmm. why your character is invested in the feud. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, it, probably it's the feud's not going good and we don't like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get me emotionally invested. You don't even have to do a 30, 30 minute promo at the start of an episode. No, it could be this three minutes. But pretty yeah. ideal though. Yeah. If you're, if you, once you're good, you can do that. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about a slightly more comedic feud that's been brewing. <laughs> this is like kind of the other end of the spectrum, but maybe I'll, I'll also make an argument for it. Uh, the Gun Club, as we remember, uh, Papa Billy Gunn challenged Darby to fight, and Darby like kind of just kind of like gave in and was like, <laughs> I, "Yeah, I guess, sure." So we got to see that on Rampage last week. Billy Gunn is so f- fucking jacked and huge. I don't feel like I've ever noticed it before. Like he's not usually doing that much, so it's like, yeah. But I mean, is he like six five and just like the largest man I've ever seen in my life? I feel like there's so many large men at this company. Like, and yet, did you like when uh, when he was coming out with the silly sons and they were just like touching his abs? Like, yeah. check out our dad <laughs> showing it off. It was very weird, actually. I was like, I've well, never really tried to show off my dad's body, but well, like, but okay, maybe guys. your dad doesn't have abs like that. Have you considered no, that? I'm yet? sure my dad does not have abs like that I've never <laughs> maybe if he did you would be but... showing them off more often maybe so uh so he's only have... 58 and his real name is Monty but he goes by Kip by the way <laughs> Billy Gunn oh your father no 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 this is Billy Gunn his real name is Monty uh <laughs> Kip it's... Sop Sop <laughs> this is Monty name. Kip I'm... Sop unfortunately yeah. I know that because I follow him on Twitter and that's his, his Twitter name is also Kip Sop <laughs> 
Kipsop. I feel like it's like a prank you guys are playing. It does not have good mouthfeel. He's only 58. <laughs> well, that's the crazy thing. So he's 58. Tully Blanchard, I think, is like 65. And Arn is 63. Why are Arn and Tully in like in a different generation than Billy Gunn? Some, some men age so early. <laughs> I do feel like some steroids are probably involved with I Billy yeah. Gunn's physique. But yeah, still, still, you make a good point. Um, oh, I don't even remember. It's hard to hard to come back so from. It's Kip's really song. hard to refocus. So yeah. I'm like, just kind of thinking about. So he threw Darby around a lot. Um, they he had looked, a whole. They look like two different species of men. Like it yeah. was just like yeah. I've never. It's like um, if you're a little kid and you had like a Barbie doll and then like a different doll that like is on a different scale. That's kind of yeah. what it looked like. Where it's like they yeah. don't fit in the same dollhouse rooms. Yeah, I had a similar thought, which is that it seemed like when a like when a high schooler or like a high school football player like tries to coach like the like the mini like the the youngest league and it just like pretends (laughs) like they're fighting. That was Billy Gunn. Like Billy Gunn was like pretending to wrestle Darby. (laughs) Sometimes Darby jumped on him and it looked like a man wrestling his toddler. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, There was once where. There was once where Billy Gunn threw Darby and he genuinely like went through the air in like a way that I'm like, I don't, that's not good. What <laughs> just happened? I think he just made Darby, Darby I'm sure. I feel like this was actually, we've been acting like it was uh, like this, like it's like kind of humiliating that Darby has to fight the guns now, but this is like a special treat for Darby. He's like, I deserve <laughs> to get thrown around big time by a really big boy. And Tony was like, okay, I'll get you the biggest I have. <laughs> what did All JR say? What did JR say about Darby at the time where he was like, he's only happy when he feels pain? <laughs> JR actually consistently says the kinkiest stuff, like the, the quietest part out loudest on that commentary team, where it's just like, JR, what people do and don't like is none of your You don't have to bring it up. I know at the pay-per-view he said something like you can really feel the passion between these two men and it was like so over the top that my brother like repeated it to himself under his breath just like I think he had another one of those on dynamite this week although I don't yeah. remember with who where he was just like I think it was might have been during MJF and CM Punk but where he's just like yeah. an intense like he's basically being like an intense virile passion between these men where you're just like JR yeah. just like trying to describe like romance novel covers is what it sounds like I know. I know. yeah he said something else too and I don't remember what the first noun was he was like he's bringing something to the to the ring along with other fluids and i was like what does that mean <laughs> oh it wasn't something about co- being covered in fluids yeah it's definitely I mean, inappropriate i would you know what i would love to do is put a uh, i finally watched my first porno loved it oh uh, i'd love to wow. put a, a a porn on the screen <laughs> in front of jr and just ask him to do wrestling commentary <laughs> I feel like he'd be very game, actually. <laughs> like, he might yeah, not like notice no that it's not wrestling. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll send that idea. I'll put that in my weekly email to Tony Khan as an idea. Um, and then uh, the ass boys 
the, the gun the gun <laughs> kids also fought bear country this week which is like a little bit of a squash match uh and they had a little after part where sting came out and i think austin gunn tried to attack him and then darby did like one of his classic great darby dives and hit him and the guns scattered blah blah blah, blah. uh what do you guys think overall of the angle i'm shocked to say that i think it's great i think i love yeah. the ass boys versus darby <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know so, it does feel like a come down for darby or did but actually like i feel like it's been really entertaining like no complaints yeah. for me yeah it's like we deserve this actually yeah yeah exactly. this is a treat for us and i, I like i mean in, oh no sorry i am enjoying the thing where dan has and keeps taunting gun club by calling them the ass boys it's and so austin perfect in, it's so perfect and austin in particular reacts to it every time and it's like stop it if i hear one <laughs> ass boy chant when i come out tonight you're all that in tw- trouble that tweet where he was like working our asses off for 10 years like and for what so some dummy can call us the ass boys and we get chanted the ass boys i love it i love that the vibe is very much like these are friends who are just like this is the funniest thing that any of us have <laughs> yeah ever yeah i know the guns are just like so cheerfully like willing to do anything like i just have so much affection for them like billy gun included yeah. you know he was having a great yeah. time out there he's one of his mm-hmm. own boys he is. <laughs> is is a man not his own boy <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I love it. I want. I know that Dan Housen is injured right now. I want him to come to AEW so bad. And so bad. every time he tweets about the Ask Boys, and he's been tweeting. Uh, I think because he's stuck in bed, maybe he's been tweeting about <laughs> AEW a lot. Like just while he's watching mm-hmm. the shows, I'm like, I hope that you've talked to TK. I hope that you're <laughs> coming to us, he'd, my little he'd baby. He'd be such a good fit for AEW. Yeah, <laughs> just like, I get know. This guy in here. We need that little freak skittering skittering around backstage. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like imagine. 2.0 and Danhouse and what like combined oh they could do to BTE like <laughs> we could it, finally be yeah. free of Brandon's oh camera like during things. <laughs> the true. best thing that they've been doing with Brandon's camera recently on like sometimes on BTE but like also in the promos is that bit that Adam Cole and the Bucks are doing where they're just like Brandon turn the camera off now Brandon <laughs> now Brandon start filming Brandon where they're just like it's like he's been filming this whole time and suddenly they're like he doesn't know how we'll have to teach him. <laughs> can't cut a scene together yeah (laughs) oh my god um okay well speaking of brandon uh let's talk about what's been going on over in super click uh land so jb really been focusing up on his promos yeah he's really doing so much better i feel i feel very proud of him because i do feel like he has been practicing like them every minute of every day he absolutely yeah. has. You can still see him leaning on some of those little tips he learned early mm-hmm. on. He'll always do his shoulder clasp, <laughs> which I love. That's like his anchor. He does his shoulder clasp to be like, you've got this, JB. You've got, you know what to do. But he's he's talking much more uh, naturally, mm-hmm. doing a good job. Um, so he and uh, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage did a little promo where Christian was being like, these are my I mean, he just did seem like an evil uncle. I don't know. I know that I keep saying it and I can't keep saying it, but like I keep being like, when is the other shoe going to fall on this? Mm -hmm. Where he's being like, look at my strong boys. We have all the confidence in the world. And when you are the most confident men, you can have anything you want, paraphrased. But where I'm just like, again, evil thing to say, actually. Like that. That's what bad boys say. Like you're in your heel turn to me <laughs> you've always been a heel though and uh so he was just like they're the top ranked tag team we'll get him those t- tag team belts uh luchasaurus and jungle boy fought bobby fish and adam cole on rampage and 
won Mm-hmm. And Christian, the Jacksons came out to try and like, you know, do a little beat down afterwards. And Christian mm-hmm. chased him off with a chair. <laughs> I evil loved chair. that it so was much. So watching, watching the Jacksons flat out run like cartoon <laughs> I know. characters around the ring while Christian Cage cha- chased them with the chair was the funniest <laughs> thing. The only thing it yeah. was missing was like circus music. Like, yeah, it was very perfect. Keystone Cops. It was just like, yeah. like, and they ran like a good distance with the yeah. chair. It yeah. was so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also I just loved that and they also Adam Cole also ended up scramming with them so once again Bobby Fish alone (laughs) and knocked out in the ring like (laughs) Bobby Fish does have to be running a long scam on Adam Cole or else like I don't know why he would be putting up with this behavior and never (laughs) and not even be saying in there well let's talk about the promo that we got from them Uh, they cut a little promo on Dynamite this week where they were like just getting into an argument about being friends I actually don't even remember what was happening but the fact that Bobby Fish wasn't being like I think maybe you're a bad friend is my sign that he is playing a long game and it's gonna turn on Adam Cole yeah Yeah. I think the argument was he saying like something about the Bucks not like Bobby Fish brought up that the Bucks weren't cleared and Adam Cole was like of course I know that like I talk to them every day I talk to them every day (laughs) I'm their best friend (laughs) you're my best friend uh, yeah, and then he was like, "You're and you're my best friend," and like basically was just being like, "I've got lots of friends, best friends, friends everywhere." Uh, and then uh, best friends faction pan to best friends faction who are like, "We are the best friends," and now they're gonna you fight about right it. Past us. <laughs> yeah, I, I do kind of feel like my ideal feud is two groups of men arguing over who are better friends with each other than <laughs> the other one. I just think that's the kinds of arguments I'd love to see more of in wrestling. And Adam Cole does such a good job about engaging in an incredibly (laughs) stupid argument, but like making it clear that he's 1000% committed. Like the fury on his face where he was like, I am a good friend. Yeah. You think you're better friends than me? Like these guys aren't good friends. Yeah. He it's really funny because he kind of, he starts out being like above whatever it is and then gets like gets dragged in so easily so furious yeah Yeah, it's really I agree I think it works really really well and also this like isn't even an interesting thing to call out but I think at some point he was just like go away Chuck and I was like (laughs) (laughs) you just are naturally extremely funny and it like is right that you just are at such a high level so fast yeah uh so he and Bobby Fish are gonna fight OC and Yuta uh, what do we think about that little tag team? Uh, I would like to, uh, you know, register a complaint against my number one enemy, Tony Khan, <laughs> for once again discriminating against once. my son, who all he wants to do is, is wrestle. Well, all I want him to do is wrestle. I don't know what he wants to do, but I would like to see I think, him wrestle. I think he wants to do the costuming, so maybe he'll get them. <laughs> maybe he'll get them in some cute costumes or something. You know, he's doing work that we don't see, like backstage. He's up to stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he but got to I do all the him. talking in the promo, but now he's not going to get to wrestle. And I do feel like he's at a stage where he could take his shirt off for us again. And Tony Khan or whoever is unwilling to do that for us. And yeah. it's maybe it's like going to be, maybe it'll be a Christmas treat. That's our no. present this year. That we should write a letter to Santa. <laughs> <laughs> to Santa slash Tony Khan. <laughs> what if um, we wrote Tony Khan a physical letter that was like, dear Tony Khan, all we want for Christmas. <laughs> Is Dustin's beautiful, gleaming chest. (laughs) 
uh, okay. Well, moving on. Uh, no. Do you guys? So, do you guys think um, is the HFO feud over? I ha- remain unconvinced. Actually, I'm like, I know. bring that back at any. Second. I think it'll probably come know. back. I think there's going to be a recurrence. I wish it was yeah. over, but yeah, I feel like it'll come yeah, back whenever they so. need it to. I think so too, because I think Sarah's argument about Okada was pretty um, convincing. So if he's I, ever yeah. coming, like I think. But at the same time, if both Matt and Nick are injured, they needed somebody to, they needed like a filler feud. And I do feel like, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like Tony's like, best friends, we need somebody here. <laughs> best friends and also I, needs a filler feud. So I feel yeah. like it was a good yeah. matchup where it's like, please yeah. give both these guys something to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. And this feels like th- these are really fun personalities to put yeah. together. Like, yeah. I think that it'll be really good. Um, I was going to say something else and I have no idea what it was. Oh, it was just about, it was about the Jacksons both being injured and how funny Matt Jackson was on BTE this week when he was in that horrible (laughs) mood standing in front of that door that just kept opening on him. And it's like, Matt, you have two legs. They are working, (laughs) even if you're injured. You could move. <laughs> he just kept being like the disrespect of this door continuing to hit me, but like refusing to move was so funny. I was crying with laughter. He was perfect. It was so yeah. funny. And there's no window in that door. Like no one on the other side could see that he was standing no, there. No so it wasn't like anyone was going to stop coming through it. Like, <laughs> oh, God love him. Uh, okay. Let's talk about some other annoying men. Uh, 2.0 have been cruising all over aw they're like running this new bit where they're just like we just annoy everybody and uh just kind of see what sticks so (laughs) they did a promo with eddie on dynamite where they interrupted him in catering loved that i love that aw notices when they're just like oh everybody loved that (laughs) catering line yeah sure (laughs) Uh, eddie was so perfect because he was like happy thanksgiving mocks to you your wife (laughs) your kid and then you just see 2.0 around him and without missing a beat he goes oh and this is happening (laughs) uh yeah that was so funny and he looked so good i mean Mm. you know of course these days always eddie kingston i'm like he looks good but he looked really good uh so uh 2.0 did a little thing where they were being like oh we read your piece in the players tribune for sports boys and uh really moving and i guess you just kind of don't have that you don't have that hunger anymore but that's okay <laughs> i like when they like, said you're not hungry anymore and he looked at the he's like, like pie I, or whatever well, in front i want of him this and, like, cake gestured like uh come on <laughs> Uh, anyway, and then he, they ended up making a crack about how he couldn't help Mox, which got Eddie mad. And then he has like all these special assigned men who just <laughs> pull him off everyone that he starts his fights with. So, so uh, many they of did them that. holding him back as he flipped a table and so on. I really yeah. liked them going at Mox as a way to infuriate Eddie. And they I weren't know. even that mean about it. It was just like in a very condescending way that was, would get Eddie riled up. Yeah. And it was a very like good just baseline like take his name out of your mouth vibe yeah. where yeah. it's like don't talk about my friend mox to me yeah. what did they say on twitter they they call mox his dad like when he was like <laughs> yeah and it was like something like 2.0 that. you know that's not their relationship <laughs> please uh, uh, I, I did like that Daniel Garcia also is just like there, like vaguely looking like I could get something to eat too if we're in catering. <laughs> <laughs> My dads are picking a fight for me. I'm a little hungry, but I'm just here. Uh, and then later 2.0 crashed uh, Chris Jericho's promo. No idea what Chris Jericho was talking about, but they basically were like, isn't it fun that we've just been like 
pushing Eddie's buttons. And Chris Jericho was like, it's not fun. Don't interrupt my <laughs> promos. I don't want to see you anymore. Eddie Kingston's going to kick your ass. I don't want to see you anymore. Uh, which was it the was- most fun I've had with Chris Jericho in a while. Yeah, I know it was perfect. He he got really serious. He was like, "Eddie Kingston is going to kill you." And also, <laughs> yeah. Coda, if you ever do this to me again, I will kill you. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Jericho was like really funny in that promo. Like, I feel like he just really like can be so enjoyable when he's not like endlessly facing off with MJF. Like, I I felt like he was more in his own element of comedy yeah. or whatever. Well, it made me think. I I think I have to go back and watch some stuff because this was like right before we started watching. Um, that like Jericho and OC's feud kicked off and that was over like it started with OC like wandering across a shot that Jericho was in right and that was how the feud kicked off I I should go back and watch I was thinking I should watch it too because like I feel like we like the Mimosa Mayhem match was like almost the first thing we watched I feel like or right at the beginning of yeah our I think history. with Jericho, not that I think he's like having a feud with 2.0, like he's part of the Eddie thing, obviously, but it's like, it really works when Jericho is just playing up. He's like, I'm kind of a big deal. I'm a fun <laughs> yeah. guy, but then at the, uh, like also I'm a diva. And like <laughs> when he's like really emphasizing that. And so like this vibe of like people just like walking into his shots and he's like, well, now I'm mad at you. Abruptly, I'm very angry with you. <laughs> yeah. Like it really works for me and I think works for him. Mm-hmm. I know. They so in Hangman's press release, they call he called out a YouTube show that I ended up looking up, and it was like a compilation of all of Hangman's stories, like everything that had happened. And there was one promo in there from Chris Jericho that I was like, "This is actually really good." Where it was like right after Chris Jericho had won the the world champion belt, and he was just backstage yelling at Matt Jackson, was like, "You didn't want me to win this belt. Nobody wanted me to win this belt, but guess what? I did." And like, and are you respecting? Are you happy? Are you happy, Matt? Are you happy that I won this? And Matt Jackson was just like, "I, I, Chris, I, don't, I don't know what you want from me, want. man." <laughs> That's very funny. Um, okay. Dante this week had a little sit down with team Taz. So the setup, uh, was like, it was like a potential contract signing. Leo rush was there being like, and Dante, you're not going to sign this contract. I'm like, if the contract is there, like (laughs) you need to wake up, buddy. If the contract's on the table, yeah, it's getting signed. But, um, he was like, you don't, you're not going to sign that. Dante signs the contract. He joins Team Taz. He immediately climbs onto the table like a little <laughs> bad boy and walks off with his with his new friend, uh, Hook et al. Uh, what do you guys think of the of this turn in Dante's little storyline? I did I, not see it coming because mm-hmm. I did not know that Dante had the gumption to do such things <laughs> by himself. Well, yeah, seriously. I feel like this may be a little, I th- there are a couple things happening where I'm like, I do think that at some point they called an audible on this storyline or they just did it. They were like, we have to change something about it. So I think that they were doing something different at the beginning than they ended up doing. Prove me wrong, TK. But you can't because you won't say so. So, I don't know. <laughs> uh, And then I also feel like maybe Dante's, acting is a little like sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's not and I feel like maybe the past few weeks he I'm not sure he's been communicating everything he was supposed to be communicating because it's like he really looked like he was getting along with Leo last week Mm -hmm. like he was full Stockholm so then I I I was like oh well I'm confused because you actually didn't set up at all like yeah. what the appeal of being on Team Taz is, even though I now know that they're your real life friends. So probably it's pretty <laughs> fun for you. It did feel like it very much came out of nowhere. Like I was surprised, but delighted, but surprised. It was like not a lot of setup for Dante. Yeah. I hope. That. 
I hope there's more coming though, because like mm. the powerhouse Hobbs thing was the one of the first things we watched too, where he was with Darby. Remember he was wearing those like powder blue little panties and he was like BFF with Darby. And then Who he turned. Oh on yeah. The, oh yeah. yeah. Will Hobbs. He yeah. turned on. Yeah. To, yeah. Turned on Darby to join team Taz. And then he just sort of faded. He rescued into the Darby. Background. And then on yeah. Yeah. But like once he was in Taz, like he and Brian cage were just background muscle. And so I'm like, I hope there's more things coming. He can't just get, because Taz is such a good talker and Ricky is such yeah. a personality yeah. that it's like, there's not a lot for, I, I think know. it's been good for Will Hobbs that Brian Cage left Team Taz, to be yeah. honest, because yeah. like it means <laughs> only that one he... type of shape of men at a time. <laughs> <it> <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I think yeah, I think it also like it means that like he and Ricky Starks have more of a clear dynamic, and like you yeah. know, it's like it, I think it just brought him into focus a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. I uh, Dante did tweet like FTW like the the team Taz championship and then Darius tweeted back at him with like the same thing but it said WTF yeah. which I thought was <laughs> extremely funny and I was like Darius you need to come collect your brother because we well, don't know how he's making these decisions it's getting I was around. wondering I was wondering if that was going to be the resolution to it that Dar mm. like in a very Greg like way Darius shows <laughs> up and collects Dante and is like I'm back I'm cleared and this is no longer happening in some way yeah, I think it would be, I want to see some stuff happen with Team Taz first, because I feel like I just don't want it to, like, happen really fast, like, yeah. next yeah. week or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely can see that being the overall arc. I would love it if at some point somebody said out loud, not directly like this, just do a little promo where it's written well, <laughs> just like, Dante, you need to learn to, to think for yourself with your head, buddy. And you can't just join <laughs> factions and just do whatever any faction tell you to. Okay, little baby? <laughs> <laughs> so if that's, you know, we'll see what they do. I don't, some people are better at promos than others. Dante Martin can't do a half hour promo yet. Yes, <laughs> but someday. he's, you know, he's not yeah, bad. He's, he's not terrible. Getting there. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa. So they fought, mm -hmm. they fought on dynamite this week <laughs> and uh jamie ended up losing because of interference from brit and reba so while interfering brit accidentally kicked jamie in the face disorienting her and shortly afterwards thunder rosa got the pin uh this was interesting because this happened this like accidental kick thing happened twice in this episode of dynamite <laughs> where i was just like i don't know that i would have done it twice in the same episode i don't even <laughs> mind seeing it like every week really but two times in one episode is you guys maybe need to get better at your kicks uh what do you guys think of the match i thought it was really good thunder rosa i find a very very engaging yes. wrestler mm -hmm. and i think jamie hater has been a little bit more uneven but with mm -hmm. thunder rosa they both were fantastic you know i am not good at telling always when people are doing good wrestling so people have said jamie hater has been uneven i honestly haven't seen that with my eyes <laughs> but uh i i think it, it it is because like she brings really good energy to everything she mm -hmm. does like she fucking shows up she's looking angry she's very active uh, mm -hmm. so for me, an idiot, it's hard to tell whether or not what she's <laughs> yeah. doing is good. I just think that she like looks great and I'm really engaged every time she's in the ring mm -hmm. and with Thunder Rosa, someone that like, I really clearly can tell, like you do great wrestling. I did think they like just brought out the best yeah. in each other. Like it was such a fun yeah. match. Yeah. 
I think Jamie Hayter has the same problem as Chris Statlander, which when they're wrestling people that are competent to good, they are at their best, but they're not that good when they're faced with an experienced person. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. The times that I've thought Jamie Hayter wasn't that good is when she's with like really inexperienced people. Mm. That makes sense. I think they they do have, she and Chris do have slightly different variations of that, I think. Although, again, I easily could be wrong. Where Chris, sometimes my issue is I'm like, I want you to bring more consistent energy because Mm -hmm. sometimes you're moving slow, not like in in a way where I'm like, I can see... I feel like I can see you thinking about like, okay, what are we doing now? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you need to bring Mm -hmm. consistent, loud characterization so that I remain engaged in the, in the story that you're creating. Right. Uh, Which I think Jamie is good at, but I think you're definitely right that like, it's like they can be elevated so much when they're Mm -hmm. in matches Mm -hmm. with people who know what they're doing, which now I'm thinking about a lot with the women where it's just like, there's so many fewer women who like, in it, wrestling in general so there's fewer women who like have been doing it for a long time and like are doing it at a really high level so there's less of the kind of like consistent mentorship that the men get I think right yeah right that makes sense well it sucks but this was oh I forgot the thing that I really like about this match was that they were throwing each other around and they were doing slam stuff the way mm. that <laughs> the men do so much more often than the women and I love it when the women yeah. do it yeah they yeah throw those, each other's bodies they are powerhouses both of them. yes yeah very strong and then at the end too when Jamie was like yelling at Brit and Reba like that was good stuff like I'm excited to see some tension in the ranks there um yeah. and then Brit did that afterwards promo with Tony Schiavone and was just like so hilariously mean to him like Tony Schiavone is just such a great dude to be mean to <laughs> it's really effective I know because he just looks so hurt where he's yeah. just like at one point I think he said he was like well don't shoot the messenger <laughs> yeah <laughs> Tony you're the most shot messenger in the world. <laughs> actually all that happens to you if you were in a tv show it's like you'd be the recurring character where every time you show up you get shot and that's a running joke <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he did have to announce that, I think, I don't remember, Brit is going to fight Riho, I think, because they brought back that Battle Royale mistake where she rolled out under the rope, so she wasn't technically out, but then she just left. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, it's been, I thought that was pretty good, because it's been, like, three yeah. months or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I like that they just kind of kept that in their back pocket. They were like, well, next time we want to use Riho, well, we can use that, um, yeah, so that. kind of impressive. I thought it was just never. I thought it was just a mistake, though. We were going to pretend never happened. So yeah, well, I like that. I like to set a little precedent. I mean, I don't know what's going on backstage, but I like to set a little precedent that it's like if you don't see a response to something right away, you can be like, but they might use it later. Yeah, actually. Uh, so it's not that there's just like an immediate like rush to like, oh, we've got to deal with that right now. Um, I don't know. <sighs> I, I thought it seemed like a really big fight for Jamie Hayter. I mean, obviously they didn't hit each other or anything, but like Jamie was really mad mm-hmm. and I'm interested in what the pacing on that breakdown is going to be and yeah. where they must have some plans for like where they kind of want to go with the mm-hmm. dissolution of that friendship. I'm just interested in what that is going to look like because yeah. I don't want us to end up in a place where we're back to just Brit and Reba. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No. That yeah. cannot be. <laughs> we no. can't yeah. have that. I want them no. to stretch this out like a long, like I'd like there to be a long period of tension that resolves, right. but you're right. Think like, about how long Wardlow Britain. has been on the verge of <laughs> exactly. killing MJF. And I feel like we could go another year or something. Easily, I mean, I don't think yeah. we will, but like if they wanted to keep stretching it, they could do it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting. Um, Colt Cabana fought Daniel Brian Danielson in uh, Colt's hometown of Chicago, and Brian Danielson doubled down on his heel turn. Uh, it was a match that we watched. Did did I? <laughs> it was totally fine. It's not. That's not a mean thing. I just don't really remember that much about it. Did I miss the point in that match where Colt? lost a tooth or fake lost a tooth or like where did the tooth come from i, I kind of feel like it was real it. because i think yeah. if it was fake oh, they would have they would have shown it, it happening yeah. yeah but it was it like they cap. just showed it oh it was mm. a cap yeah it wasn't like a full tooth it was okay. a cap of a tooth yeah i think he got it. well and that's i mean that was my big takeaway from that match is that like Colt is so like light in his feet for how large he is yeah. and he does like a lot of like big theatrical moves and like he like he you could tell he's more of like a comedy performance like I'm full, I need you to know that in my head right now I'm just fully imagining a dancing elephant like, <laughs> feels like and I'm like we're in a children's show and now I'm like yeah. trying to cast everyone from AEW as an animal in a children's show yeah but go no, on I please mean, that's right like I'm picturing yeah. like the dancing elephants from Fantasia and I'm like yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's mm-hmm. exactly it but then contrasted with like Brian Danielson just kept doing these brutal things to him and like I was like it's cold you can't do that dude. He just, <laughs> he's just a nice boy what are you he doing doesn't, he doesn't know about violent wrestling he only does comedy wrestling <laughs> <laughs> Right, look at the like cheerful little comedy look on his face the whole time. You want to slap him? I know that it's his signature move, but it's every time Colt does his like boom, 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 you know, whatever his little yeah. sequence of moves, I am just like, well, this is this is a little silly for me. <laughs> and that makes me maybe that makes me a bad person. It's okay. I'd be bad. Um, yeah, but then afterwards. Uh, Hangman came out. He was in his he was in his chaps. He was all dressed up. He was like, "Okay, I get it. You're gonna beat up all my friends. Congrats on being a mean guy. Let's just fight. Let's just fight now." Brian Danielson. Oh, I forgot. He he maybe before this was like uh, hamming it up for the crowd a little bit and being like, "You guys are really fickle. Like last time I was here, you really liked me. Now you're booing me. Like." Uh, I think he did a good job. He was kind of playing with the crowd. Uh, Anyway, he was like, I don't want to fight now. I just fought. So it's kind of unfair. Which it was a weirdly good point. But like when he said that, I was like, yeah, (laughs) Hangman, you're fresh and bright and sweaty and disgusting. just out of the stables, Hangman. And this guy just (laughs) got rode hard. (laughs) By Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Okay. Uh, Uh, but Hangman was like, I don't want you beating up any more of my friends. Come on, you can have the first hit. Brian Danielson slapped him. As always in wrestling, this is the thing where I'm just like, the girls are fighting. <laughs> they slap him on his face, open hand slap. It's, it's sexual, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got into a whole brawl, which ended with uh, hangman trying to do a buckshot lariat on Brian Danielson, but Brian Danielson had skedaddled out of the ring and was mm. skulking away to the tunnel like a heel. We know yeah. that's what heels do. Heels are cowards. It's, it's their defining heels quality. Are cowards, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you guys think of the whole angle? 
I'm pretty into it. Like Brian Danielson is doing like a surprisingly good job to me of being a jerk. So I've been enjoying that. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys like Brian Danielson more than I do. So I'm constantly like, well, he was, he was there. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't get. Okay. I, don't... I won't say anything. Uh <laughs> I'll say no more. <laughs> um, I don't, I think he's doing a good job with it. I, and I think it, to me, feels a little bit like I'm like, it's a heel turn out of necessity because TK made the call that like he is still going to be the first, or that he's going to be the first, uh, not still, that he's going to be Hangman's first opponent and Hangman is a big baby face. So you need to like create some heat there. Like it just feels a little bit like I can see the little tinkering hand in there being like, okay, well, we got to do this with you. And it doesn't feel like, oh, this makes sense to me fully as like a Brian Danielson mm-hmm. character. Yeah. But not in a like he's very good at doing it. So it's fine. Like I'm like, if yeah. you just want to yeah. play around with being a heel you know have fun and (laughs) I'm happy to watch it and I like watching you guys fight and I think you'll probably do a really good fight and I think it'll be hang me or it'll be Danielson's first AW loss uh you know not to I'm sure prove me wrong TK but um (laughs) if that happens I think that'll be horny for hangman so yeah yeah right yeah I'm into it I've and it's kind of nice too to have hangman get challenged by someone who's like you know a really big deal and a big wrestler to like keep his yeah. title presumably if he loses his title i'll really be uh, yeah, upset I think about then, it so <laughs> then the whole conversation becomes quite <laughs> uh okay and let's talk about uh final big thing that happened this week was this was the main event of dynamite which i just kept forgetting about because i didn't want to see it mm. uh was the eight-man tag that was pack Cody and the Lucha Brothers versus Malachi, Andrade, and FTR. Uh, I think, someone tell me if this is wrong. I think this is a 50-50 booking thing where at the pay-per-view pack uh, pinned Andrade and this one ended with Andrade pinning pack. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. What what do you think? Uh, it's too many men and too many too men that many I don't men. care about. It's a lot yeah. of men. It's like, and wow, I care it, a, about like three out of eight ish so it's an uneven uh assignment of men too because i want to cheer for malachi and andrade and the lucha brothers (laughs) yeah and a pack i'm like not it's not that i don't want to cheer for him i'm like he doesn't need my cheers he's here to do his job (laughs) and he'll do a great job and good for him but he doesn't need anything from me uh and then i want to boo cody and ftr so that's rough for me Yeah. yeah Yeah, it doesn't feel very well. It's just crazy that like Malachi Black is a heel when he's so cool, and Cody is a face when he sucks so hard. Like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> well, heels have more fun. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I wonder if they will eventually do a Pac versus Cody match because it is. It does seem like Cody. I mean, uh, Pac has hit a point where he's like, I do want to murder Cody. <laughs> oh yeah. No, they did a thing where when they were all coming out, they all had the. It was 9 billion intros. Uh, and when Cody came out, he was like giving out some fist bumps or something to his team. Pac was just like, no, I don't. No, I don't. I'm not talking. So hard. I'm straight up not talking to you. And then during this match, 
uh, Cody accidentally kicked him in the, yeah. in the face or whatever, <laughs> and then he lost. So, yeah, I mean, they're definitely building oh. something there. I don't know. It's just, like, crazy. I think I don't really understand. Like, I think some people clearly don't really like doing promos and don't, like, yeah. like they don't want to do skits right (laughs) to accompany their work in the ring they're like it all happens in the ring and I think that some people really like that and that like I don't know it's tied to something that a lot of people like about AEW that it's a lot more wrestling than skits and in general I think that's good uh but I like a few little skits I don't have to be long (laughs) to just you know grease the wheels of plot Mm -hmm. and Pac is like not for me. You shan't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Pac gets forced into it like quarterly. And honestly, and, Cody yeah. too seems. Cody to, really at least these yeah. days yeah. is like I don't do little pro. Yeah. I don't do those little young bucks promos that you get between matches. So no. you know, yeah, I, okay. Cody well. will. Cody will take the mic and like talk <laughs> in the, the ring, but it's yeah. more like a, a pastor lecturing his yeah. like church than it is like oh someone God. being like, I'm conveying information to you. Okay, well, yeah. Cody as a as a mega church leader, actually, yeah. uh, like, that's maybe that's a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's already more than halfway there. I would say. Yeah. yeah, I know. And there were so many intros to this match; it was crazy. It's like you guys, if you're having an eight man tag, they can't all have an individual five minute intro. Like Cody has to cut it down. Give me a break. Nobody wants to see it. It sounded on the um whatever on the thingy what's it tv it sounded like he was getting a ton of cheers but it i think did, somebody yeah. reported that the the reportage out of chicago is that he did get booed a lot yeah. they were all like screaming for him I-, I thought it seemed like they were like we being like we love you cody give you know he was gonna like throw them the belt and they all wanted it but then somebody threw the belt back into the ring so reddit, yeah reddit said that it was getting confused because like the crowd wanted to cheer for the Lucha Brothers and Pac, but then it looked like they were cheering for exactly Cody. Exactly what I was and saying. Then, yeah, yeah. And then when the when the weight belt thing happened, it went into the crowd, and then the crowd immediately started chanting, "Throw it back!" And so then the <laughs> the guy kind of felt peer pressured and threw it back. Oh. And the Reddit post apparently it was like the thing that I need to convey to you guys is that Cody's face was devastated when that weight belt came back that he was like he was really hurt and like he was facing away from the hard cam so i don't think we could see it but he was like like he made a face like he was like he genuinely got his feelings hurt by that (laughs) well cody you gotta stop swimming upstream bud that actually makes me feel bad like i know i don't want cody to be out he's just he's a human man i don't want him to be in the ring like getting his feelings hurt because he's trying to make the crowd do something they don't want to do that just, just like doesn't seem nice it feels no. like cody stop putting yourself in this position yeah right. just like just turn heel and everyone will boo you happily and yeah. you know it just, just it is just so funny that he's doing the the fuego 2 thing and that everyone <laughs> loves him as fuego two. And when he comes out as fuego 2 and he like goes around with fuego on his shoulders and everybody's <laughs> cheering and you can see that he's just like they love it's I need this. just so funny to pretend to be a fuego's secret friend like to get cheered it's just like a real like oh cody what have you come it's a, to it's a, it's a dark little storyline for him <laughs> he really I, is i hope i hope we hit rock bottom and i hope he comes i hope he comes back stronger and a better and a better man and not a, a patriot anymore hmm 
Okay, guys. I think that's it for us for this week. Uh, I've been Allie. I've been Ann. And I've been Leah. And this is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at TunnelTalkPod, via email at TunnelTalkPod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And Brandy, please reach out to any of those places. <laughs> oh, should yeah. you want to sponsor us? <laughs> Brandy, please sponsor us. We want, we don't, the thing is we don't want to pay twenty four fifty for your wine. So <laughs> we'll we, do it just for free wine, which is apparently we love the wine. We love the wine. And Leah, did you pick up on any more notes in there? Ju- juicy. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll, d- we'll deal with that outside the pod. Oh uh, come back next week, guys.